Do you feel like as soon as fall hits, everybody starts to get sick? Do you find that you struggle with seasonal allergies, with the runny nose, the itchy eyes, the dry cough in the fall, and you kind of dread the season starting to arrive simply because you know these symptoms are going to be quick to follow? Join me this week as I take a look at the fall season and the lungs and what the connection is from a Chinese medicine perspective. on in my life, I had it in my head that I had to work as hard as my male counterparts in order to be successful. I sprinted as fast as I could in the direction of my goals, brushing off all the signs of fatigue that my body was giving me. I didn't have time to stop, or so I thought. I quickly found that the pedal-to-the-floor pace that I was working so hard to achieve just wasn't sustainable. I started getting sick a lot. My cycle was a mess and my mental prowess was quickly disappearing. When I learned more about my cycle and how it gave me certain gifts, I was a bit skeptical at first. The idea of stopping during my bleed sounded like the opposite of achievement to me. Once I started planning my work with the phases of my cycle and the strengths that I have in each phase, everything changed. If you want to learn how to be more productive improve your energy, all while reducing period problems, join me for Cycle Productivity Secrets on October 24th. We will learn how the cycle works, how you can use it to harness your superpowers and feel healthier and more vibrant in the process. Being more productive with less effort sounds like a win to me, right? Join me today. Space is limited. The link is in the show notes. And now, back to the show. Hi, I'm Adrienne Irizarry. I'm an Eastern medicine practitioner who is passionate about women's health and helping women live their best lives. My goal is to put you in the driver's seat of your menstrual health, offering period solutions for a symptom-free life. Statements made in this program are for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitution for medical consultation or advice. We do not claim to diagnose, treat, or cure any diseases. This podcast is inclusive and welcomes all gender identities. The focus of the program is on biological function, and we will use the term women throughout, but it is referencing physiological and social challenges for biology, not identity. Come as you are. I am happy you're here and welcome all performances of identity. I hope you find something helpful in this show. Welcome back to another episode of the Reproductive Rebel Podcast. Welcome fall. If you are in the Northern Hemisphere, we just ushered in the fall equinox. And I don't know about you, but there has started to be a nip in the air, at least here in New England. So in episodes 25 and 34, I talked about the five seasons of traditional Chinese medicine. I want to kind of dabble in this a little bit as we go through this program because I think that it's really helpful to understand what's happening in each season, why we tend to have an inclination to get sick with certain things, how we can prevent them. Because a lot of times we just go, ugh, I'm sick again, but we don't really understand the reason why it's happening and why we're more susceptible in certain seasons. So if you haven't had a chance to go back and look at episode 25 or episode 34, I would highly recommend checking them out. 
you'll get a little bit of a lay of the land of the theoretical foundation that I'm talking from. But in those two episodes, I was talking about the five seasons of traditional Chinese medicine. And we are currently in the process of going through that transition from late summer, which I talked about in episode 34, where we focus on the earth element and it affects the spleen and stomach. Remember those digestive issues we talked about? And we're moving into the season of the lungs or the metal element. So what does it mean to be in the season of the lungs? So traditional Chinese medicine looks at the lungs as more than just air in and out. All of the organs in the traditional Chinese medicine system have more responsibilities than merely the tasks that we assign them in Western medicine. I think it's really cool, though, that Eastern medicine for thousands of years had this understanding of the body and then has just been further validated by the research that's come out of the allopathic model, but it's a little more limited in scope in terms of their understanding of how some of these organs work. So from a TCM perspective, the lungs are responsible for a variety of functions in the body. They control the immune system. We get a little sicker in the fall, just putting that out there. They govern the throat, producing the voice. I don't know about you, but this tends to be the season that my voice sometimes gets a little raspy. Hopefully it won't for this show. And sometimes like it gets squeaky or I might lose my voice. Does that resonate with any of you? The lungs govern the chi in the meridians. It governs blood in the vessels. It governs respiration, which is the task that it's assigned from the allopathic Western side of the model. It regulates water metabolism, the moisture of the skin the hair, the sweat glands, and the nose. Pretty broad set of skills that it has from a TCM perspective. According to TCM theory, the lungs govern chi and respiration, and they open into the nose, which makes sense. You think about air in, air out. If your mouth is closed, you're getting it through your nose. But the lungs are very sensitive to cold and dryness. So when there is a lung chi imbalance, which is really common during the drier months in the fall, it can trigger a dry nose. Sometimes that dry nose will crack and bleed a little bit, or at least that happens with my kids. I don't know about you. An itchy throat, chapped lips or rough chapped skin, colds, allergies, cough, sinus, asthma flare-ups, all of these things are really common in the fall with this transition in the way that our air goes from being more humid to drier, and drier is kind of the enemy of the lungs. So think about how you tend to get sick in the fall. Most people struggle with respiratory-related illnesses. It goes straight after the lungs, right? I don't know about you, but I can feel how the autumn air feels dry and brittle. It's usually one of the things that I start noticing in the morning right after Labor Day here in the United States. It's a really big shift from the warmer, moister air of summer. The lungs hate being too dry. So the name of the game is to keep them moist. One of my favorite ways to do that is with pears. There's a lot of things that you can do from a food and lifestyle perspective to be able to support your lungs in the fall. So it isn't just physical imbalances that can appear during this season. There are mental and emotional ones as well. 
When our lung chi is strong, you see more of the positive attributes, whereas when it's weak, you see negative attributes. So for example, positive attributes of the lung system are courage, righteousness, and bravery. When we are in the more negative side of things, you see grief, sadness, depression, loneliness, sorrow, and detachment. If you think about how you tend to feel during this season, it starts to become very noticeable that we feel certain emotions in a little more prominent way in our life when we are finding that we're either in harmony or struggling with an imbalance. So to strengthen your resilience against illnesses and some of these emotional imbalances that are really common during this season, here are a few tips. During the fall, it is important to eat cooked vegetables and warm dishes. Now, when I say cooked vegetables, you do not have to cook them until they are mush. Something as simple as steaming your vegetables can be really helpful in terms of making it easier for your system to be able to process it, but it also has a little bit more moisture content that way and is gentle to not only assimilate, but will lend some of its moisture to the rest of your body. Pungent foods like ginger. Ginger is one of my favorites for a whole host of things. I could probably do a whole episode on ginger. Cabbage, garlic, turnips, daikon radish. These protect the lungs. Vegetables like kale, mustard greens, broccoli, carrot, pumpkin, and winter squash are also very beneficial this time of year. Foods like tofu, spinach, barley, pears. Remember I mentioned pears earlier? Almonds, apples, pine nuts, honey, and sesame seeds are really fabulous for moistening the lungs and large intestines. So. Food is medicine. I can't stress this enough. I should probably just do one whole episode talking about why food is medicine. But I like to include foods in episodes like this because it gives you a good idea of how you can be proactive and support yourself with what your body needs in a particular season. Being able to pull in foods like pears, for example, I notice that when I start to get that like dry, raspy cough that for me, unfortunately, is very common in the fall. You may even hear it in my voice as some of these podcasts roll out over the fall. And it's because it's something I've struggled with since I was a child. Once I noticed that I could pull pears in, Bartlett pears in particular, in the fall months, I'd have one pear during the day, whether I bake it with a little cinnamon on it or I have it warm on the counter, so not fresh out of the fridge. I noticed a huge difference. The dry coffiness wasn't something that I tangled with quite as much. Sometimes it would go away entirely. Or if I started to feel it creep in, I could start bringing pears into my regular routine and that cough would start to go away. So knowing how you can use food in your lifestyle to be able to support yourself during the change in season is really important. We're also talking about lifestyle things, right? So keep moving. 
I know this is something that like every health and wellness person talks about, but sedentary lifestyles are a huge issue in our culture and it contributes to poor respiration among a laundry list of other things. We are known as the indoor generation, folks. It's not a good thing. We used to have a more intimate relationship with nature. And the further that we get away from it, the sicker we're getting. So keep moving. This doesn't have to be crazy. Shoot for 30 minutes of exercise five days a week. It doesn't even have to be done altogether. One of my favorite ways to do it is to get outside and walk for 10 or 15 minutes in the morning, get my blood moving. Then I try to get outside again around lunchtime. And I try to get away from my desk, change my perspective, get some of that great sunlight. Even if it's an overcast day, the light does help. And that change of pace helps. I feel like I can go back to my desk in the afternoon with a much clearer head and I'm able to show up for my clients in the way that I want to. I also like going for a short walk after dinner. I love being able to go out with my husband. And even though I'm in New England and it's going to start getting snowy and icy before we know it, I know I don't want to manifest that in, but it's true. It's going to get snowy and icy here before we know it. So the most that I can enjoy being outside and being able to go for all of these walks, I absolutely embrace it. Even as the weather starts to get colder and crappier to be outside, I still try to spend those moments outside because the fresh air is really important. So your 30 minutes of exercise can be as simple as walking. You do not have to get a gym membership and sign up for cardio kickboxing or anything crazy like that. Keep your body moving. And being mindful of that movement in the different phases of your cycle is going to help you feel stronger and not trigger imbalances in your system as well. We'll talk more about that in another episode. Tea with honey is more than for just a sore throat when you're sick. Honey has natural antibacterial and antiviral properties. Did you know that? In Chinese medicine, honey moistens dryness, relieves coughs, and moistens the lungs. So honey, especially if you could get locally sourced honey, is going to be really, really helpful to have on hand as you're going into the drier, colder months. Green tea is really high in antioxidants and it inhibits the release of histamines. Histamine reactions, seasonal allergies, anybody? Histamine is the chemical release in the body during an allergic response, which is really common in the fall with sneezing, runny nose, itchy, watery eyes. So pulling green tea in on the regular is super helpful during the fall season. Each season has a food color associated with it, so it's really easy to remember what to eat in each season. So in episode 34, we were talking about yellow and orange vegetables, which typically start to become really popular going into the fall season. These things are still going to be beneficial for you, but for the fall, the focus is white fruits and vegetables. So when I say white, it's the flesh of the food, not the outside that makes that determination. So a good example of this is apples and pears. Pears are usually brown or green on the outside, but the flesh is white. Apples are the same thing. They could be yellow, they could be red, they could be green on the outside, but the flesh of the fruit is white. So when you're picking your white foods 
and fish actually falls into this white food category. But when you're looking at it, you're looking at the flesh of the food for that white quality to determine whether it's something that's going to be really supportive for your lungs and moisture for your lungs in the fall. So here are just a few really quick tips in terms of practices that you can pull into your life places that you can focus your emphasis and foods that you can pull into your lifestyle in order to really put your best foot forward as you go into this fall season. The fall can tend to be very symptomatic for people. There tends to be a really abrupt shift because like I said earlier, it's that moist air to dry air. Kind of like in the spring, people tend to get a little edgier because there's this quickening that's happening. Well, the opposite happens in the fall. Think of it a little bit like the luteal phase of your cycle. You're starting to pull inward. There is a little bit of a slowing that's starting to happen. Unfortunately, in our culture, we tend to like the pedal hits the metal in September and October, kids go back to school, schedules start to pick up, things get really, really crazy. And this is actually a time of year we should be starting to think about the slowing down process. So anything that you can do to really be mindful about the speed in which your life is happening is going to help set you up really beautifully for more health in those colder winter months. We tend to get quite sick fall and winter. And then we have a little bit of a lull and then it starts to pick up in the spring again. It doesn't have to be as symptomatic. I saw a reel the other day on Instagram where this mom was essentially poking fun at the fact that her kids had gone back to school and the diseases had already begun. And there's a correlation there. It's not just because your kids are around other kids because, you know, if you send your kids to summer camp, they don't tend to get as sick during the summer, right? So as we head into the fall season, the conditions in the environment around us tend to create the right conditions for illness to start to creep in. So think about integrating some of these lifestyle practices and these foods into your routine. Think about ways that maybe you can slow the pace of your life a little bit so that you aren't putting as much demand on the resources in your system and we can set ourselves up for a really graceful fall. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Reproductive Rebel. Reproductive Rebel is recorded by certified peristeam hydrotherapist, herbalist, sound healer, and Chinese nutritional therapist, Adrian Irizari of Moon Essence, LLC. If you are interested in setting up an appointment with Adrian for one-on-one support, ordering from our store, or checking out our course offerings, visit our website at moonessence.life. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get insider information on upcoming events and offerings. Join the conversation. Like us and follow Moon Essence Me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Your voices make this program possible. Thank you all for your continued support.